And yes, good morning uh, to all our dear listeners, and we are here. Jerut Radio, jerutradio.com, Jerut and the apps, 712-432-421, 712-432-417, and 720-787-1046-787-720-787-1046, and 718-506-9099, 718-506-9099, and we are, as usual, Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, we have Sam Gindi, the way, Parashat HaShavua, we are through the eyes of Rabbi Abigdor Miller Zatzal, and Sam, good morning, you are the microphone, it's you, and we are really anxious to hear you. Good morning, Nisim. It's always a pleasure to be here and see you on uh, the great J Radio Station, and it's really a privilege and a pleasure, which I want to thank you for, to talk and speak to all our beautiful Jewish listeners out there, all over the world. And the app, the internet, radio land, everywhere land. So, uh, again, it's, uh, we should all take advantage of this uh, privilege of receiving Tibre uh, Torah and uh, Jewish music and uh, all the things we're getting from Jewish radio. Of course, nothing's for free. And it behooves us to certainly support the station. You can text in your donation, call it in any way you want, any way you want to get it in. This is supporting to all over the world. You never know who you're going to touch. Uh, you, uh, you know. You're sending out the, uh, also supporting the, the yeah. videos we're getting from Rabbi Mizrahi and Rabbi, uh, all the other rabbis that were that uh, okay. that is on the station. Okay, do it. So, put your record. So it's, uh, okay. everything, every every dollar you send in, it's a mitzvah, whatever mitzvah, and so you never know who it can hit. And plenty of people already have been touched by JWU Radio. So now we are in Chodesh Adar. We're going to take it. You have to increase your simcha in the first adar or the second adar. The idea is to increase your simcha. Actually, uh, we have to see what, what are we so happy about. Well, the first thing we should be happy about, maybe the happiest thing, thing we should be happiest about, is that we're alive. And that was a chidush for some people out there. But I heard it again from the rabbi uh, just a couple of weeks ago, listening to uh, one of his recordings. And the happiness of being alive is to supersede any happiness that you have. To be alive, to be able to walk in this world, to be able to think, to, to, to eat. Eating is a happiness. It's not, not just it's like that. Hashem makes all these foods taste good. And they're good for you, the ones that are good for you. So this is a big happiness. It's a simcha tachayim. To be happy that you're alive. And all the other, there's many other happinesses to work on. Of course, v'samachta v'cholatov. We have a pasuk in the in the Ki Tetze, I believe it is. V'samachta v'cholatov. Asher Hashem alokecha natan lecha uzarecha. You have to be happy in all the good. First of all, you have to realize what you have is good. Some people, most a lot of people, don't think uh, they have it so good. So you have to look and look for the good things at least. Look for the openly good things, right? I mean, if you have uh, a sprained ankle, it doesn't look so good. You have a cut in your foot, certainly it doesn't look so good. But that, but we know everything is done. Everything Hashem does is for the good. But let's not go that deep right now. Let's, let's work on the openly good things. How about you open your eyes, you could see this morning. That's, everybody can agree that's good. Everybody has to agree that the fact that you could see, that's good. So let's work on the things that are, we all agree that's good. The fact that you can taste, that's good. The fact that you can hear, that's good. You got up out of bed this morning, that's good. You were able to uh, 
drink a glass of water. It's good. You're able to uh, get to shul, hopefully. All those things are good things. And you have a mother and father. At least you had one at one time. Anybody that's here, that can hear us, must have had a mother and father somewhere along the line. That's very, very good. Nobody was born from a uh, plant. They didn't come out of the ground. They were born like a potato. They were born from a mother and a father. So that's good. So we have to look at the overtly good things that we have. We have, we have uh, a Torah. That's very good. God looked back, he saw everything that he made. Not just good. It's very, 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 very good. So we have to look at the good things that we have. We live in a free country, Baruch Hashem. We don't live in, uh, in one of those uh, Nicaragua, Venezuela, places like that. We live in America. It's still free, Baruch Hashem. Let's, let's, let's utilize the freedom here while we're still here and free. Who knows? As for Shalom, what can happen? Anywhere things happen. But while you're still free, we're liable to use that freedom to do good things, to do acts of chesed, to go visit the sick, to give charity, to go do chesed with yourself. Chesed with yourself means spend an hour today learning Torah. That's chesed with yourself. And not only getting chesed, you're getting a double amount. You're getting double for your money. You're getting chesed for yourself. That is chesed. And you're getting tamut Torah keneged kudam. That's the greatest chesed. So, we have to be happy. Oh, he already gave it to you. Not he's he gave it to you and he's giving to you. Not that he will give it to you. You have to see all the you have to be happy in all the good that God already gave to you. All the brother and the sister and the mother and the father and all the grandparents that he gave you, all the food and all the all the schooling, all the teachers that he gave you, he gave it to you. So we are working on Chodesh Adal. Now you don't have to make new sim. You have to you have to take you have to so you have to increase your simcha. So first you got to take the simcha that you already have. Shelo asani goy. That's pretty big. You have that that Yaakov Shvaki song. Shelo asani goy. Oh, that's a big simcha. Now uh, we Yehudim uh, Teorim we don't uh, we don't uh, bridle with such words. We don't. Um, uh, uh, you know, feel, feel, you know, we're not worried about saying such words. Yes, we say, we say it every morning. We say, thank you, Hashem. Asani Goy. You hit the jackpot. You know, you, so that should be bring us happiness. The fact that we were born Yehudim. Why? What did we do to get that? No merit of our own. Maybe merit from our grandparents, our great grandparents, Abraham Avinu, going all the way back. We have a merit to be born a Yehudi. Only a very small percentage of the, of the earth are Yehudim. And us over here, most of us over here are listening to this station, you have about only approximately one million Yehudim, Shomere Torah Mizvot, Orthodox Yehudim. And if you're part of that club, that's a fantastic uh, thing to be happy about. You're part of that club. The other Yehudim, they can they can make teshuvah they can they can increase their uh, their observance no question about that we we uh, pray for them we outreach them we're doing all of, that's one of the reasons we are on the, we're on the air over here to help those Yehudim that are anusim they're not uh, you know they went to public school whatever they did it's not their fault of course it's not their fault and they a lot of them today are getting stronger and stronger thank God Baruch Hashem so we have to thank Hashem Shelo Asani Goy Ooh. 
Wow, so that's part of the happiness we have to have, thinking about the small things. We took a breath today, you can breathe, you can hear, you can smell. This is a good thing. You walk in the street, you're walking on two feet. The guy across the street is in a wheelchair. You've got to be happy about that. Rabbi Miller used to say, you know, I used to walk on Cornell Avenue, and he would say, you know, on Cornell Avenue there are three parlors, three, three parlors, but, you know, looks like they're places like a, like a club, but it's not clubs. They're, they're, they're funeral parlors. And he would say, oh, we passed the first one. He would say, oh, Baruch Hashem, I'm not in there. Thank God I'm out here, I'm not in there. They're not playing cards in there. They don't play cards inside that parlor. It's not a club where they're playing cards. They go to the next one, next block, same thing. Thank Hashem that I'm, not, I'm out here, I'm not in there. And the third one, the same thing. So these are things we have to take notice of. And that's what's going to give, bring us the happiness juices inside of our soul. Now you have to know, Maim amukim ish, that's a mishle, mishle, mishle. Maim amukim, there are deep waters, deep waters in the, in the, amukim ish, it's inside the minds of men. Now Hashem, who put those deep waters in there? God did. That's Torah, that's the Torah that we learn inside of our mother's stomach, from the angels, we learned the whole Torah, the whole Torah, we learned it inside our mother's stomach, from A to Z. But of course, when we come out of the t- come out of the stomach, the angel gives us a tap on the on the forehead or whatever he gives us on the, on the cheek, and we forget the whole thing. So there's the automatic question: is what's the what, what's the use of t- him teaching it to us? The angel, that's Hashem, by the way, he's teaching. What's the use of him teaching us the whole Torah if we should forget us? Well, what 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 benefit is that going to have? The answer really is we never forgot it. It's mind amukim. It's deep water. It's deep inside of you. When you when you dole it up, you drop out the bucket. You got to drop the bucket in the water. When you go learn Torah, you start to bring up buckets that you never even learned before. That's the truth. You go sit. You learn whatever you're gonna learn. Chumash, Mishnah, Pirkei Avot, Sifrei Musar, Mesilai Sharim, Chobot Levavot, Share Torah. They have a Rambam, Sharet Shubah, and all the other Orochot Sadikim. They have Tomer Devorah. There's so many Sifre Musad. Or then you have also the Gemara, certainly. The Gemara, the Agatha, the Gemara. Whatever you're learning, it's all called Torah. When you, when you start to learn it, you start to bring up thoughts that you never even had before in your whole life because it's down there, it's in there. It's in underneath your your soul. It's in your soul. But when you go, you have to go bring it up. You have to do some work. You have to sweat a little bit. You gotta you gotta you gotta you have to uh, work out to bring it up. It's not gonna come up by itself. So over here we're talking about simha. Now a person has two wells inside of him. He has this, a well of simha and a will of the opposite. So if a person starts to bring up the opposite, then Hashem helps him bring it up. He brings it up. He's not so happy. But if he, if he taps in, you got to tap into the well of Simha, you put that hose, that hose into that well, and you bring it up, the water of the Simha, which is in there, it's already in there, then you will find a life of Simha. The, the happiness will come up and pour out. This Noveya. Zecherav Tuvcha Yabi'u. Or you'll be saying, Sifadim Yabi'u. And it comes up, comes up, it comes, it's Novea, it comes up because it's already in there, that's the point. So, we are 
we're entering this Chodesh and we're working on Simcha. And of course, of course, you know, one of the biggest Simachot is when you realize that Hashem is running the world. Now that's a big Simcha. That's a very big Simcha. That's a Simcha de Emuna. The Hashkacha Paratit. Hashem runs every bit of this world. Nothing happens by itself. Nothing. And Hashem is bringing it. Bringing it. Why He's bringing it. What He's bringing it. That needs study. Needs a lot of study. But in general, in general, Hashem rewards for good things. And He punishes for bad things. Now, if you don't believe that, you're not Jewish. Because that's one of the 13 Yikarim of the Rabbah. He rewards for good things, and He punishes Hash Shalom for bad Now, of course, you can make Teshuvah at any time. A person, we as a Jewish nation, can make Teshuvah at any time. And Hashem will rip up the Gzardin. I learned the train, and Yaakov will rip it up. To rip up the, 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 key, the decree, the punishment, rip it up. But, but we have to realize that and, and it's changed. All you need, Teshuvah means one good action, one good turn, one step in the right direction. That's, my rabbi always said, that's Teshuvah. That's improvement, one little bit of improvement. Today, go visit, if you have a, a, a relative not feeling good, go visit him. Go visit him, Get, cheer him up. That's Teshuvah, that's tremendous Teshuvah. That's improvement, that's Hesed. Hashem, you're emulating Hashem. How's that? Didn't he visit Abraham when he wasn't feeling good? Ooh, ah. Now you are you are uh, you are an emissary. You are you are you are your emulation of Hashem. You're not just a regular guy visiting a guy that's sick. I'm visiting sick like Hashem visited Abraham Avinu when he was sick. Yeah, but Abraham. Hashem came to visit him to make him feel good. So we could do that today, and that. Is a tremendous teshuvah. That is that, that that will make the difference in everything we're doing. So over here, we are we are working on the happiness of the Chodesh Adar. And one of the greatest happinesses, as I said, is to realize to know that that somebody's running the world. That's a big happiness. To know that some there's a pilot on the plane. There's a pilot in the seat of the plane. He's directing. He's got his hands on the steering wheel. Now. If we think for a second there's no pilot on the plane and he doesn't have his hands on the steering wheel, what's going to happen? We're going to jump, we're going we're gonna to go crazy. We're going we're gonna to have an anxiety attack. We're going to have a sweat. What, what, what can we do? The same thing with this world. We have to know that there's a pilot on the hands of this world. Not only the world, on your head. He's directing your head. He's directing everything you're doing and he's doing it for your benefit. That's the idea. He's doing it because he loves you, for your benefit. God created it for me. He made it all for the good, all for good. Now we have to you pound that. You got to pound it in your head every day because the world is telling you the opposite. The world out there is telling you terrible things. So you have to pound it every day. When you walk on the street every day, I do it every day. Start to do it every day. It's a strategy. You walk out of your house and say, Hashem. You're running the world. Wow, Hashem, you're running the world. That's a big thing. Hashem, you're running the world. And this is going to bring to Simha. Now, what do we see Hashem is running the world? Well, you can look all over the world. Shara Bechina, Shara Bechina, written a thousand years ago, but I've been Bachya Ibn Pikuda was one of the most important, one of the most important works ever, ever written. Okay? And he spent a lot of time and energy and effort on this gate, the gate of reflection, the gate of 
examination, examination of the world, because that is the yesod, that's the fundamental principle of everything. By examining the world, you could see God Almighty. You could see Hashem Himself. You could see Hashem in His actions. You could see the tailor in what He made. The tailor, maybe he's in China. Now, you don't see the guy in China, but you could see something about him, the way he sewed the garment together. He sewed it with precision. He sewed it in a messy, messy garment. You could see the tailor was messy. Or maybe it was cheap tailoring. Maybe it was excellent tailoring. But the same thing, Hashem, you could see Him by His olam, His world. The stars come up every night. It's orderly. The moon comes up, the sun goes down, the moon comes up. All these things are happening. You, you, you cut heels, the, the, the blood stops bleeding. Your eyes sparkle. They can see far and near in a second, a quarter of a second, quickly. Not even, no, no focus involved. So all these things and a million things like it, one million things like this, maybe more. How about the fact that uh, your saliva has special enzymes in the saliva? called tylen. One of them is called tylen. And tylen, what does it do? It breaks down the food. It digests the food while it's still in your mouth. Oh, that's fantastic. What a, what a contrivance, as they call it. That's a contrivance. So, it's breaking it down, food it down. And did you ever think about that? You ever thank Hashem for that? You're breaking it down even before you chew it. You chew it, and you're masticating the food in your mouth. You're chewing, you're chewing, you're chewing it to soften it up, to go... And the saliva is combining with that to digest the food and to bring it down your esophagus, your food pipe. And why it goes down your food pipe? Even if you're standing on your head, that's another miracle that you have to examine that. That's Shara Bechina. It has cilia, C-I-L-A, that I think there's certain kinds of hairs in your, in your throat that draw the food down. Even if you're standing on your head, now, you're standing on your head, you're going against gravity, but the food will still go down your throat. And that's something we've, you know, 90% of the people in this world, never, 98%, never noticed that, never thanked for it, never realized it. What are we supposed to be realizing? We're supposed to be realizing, The greatness and the goodness and the power and the wisdom of Hashem. That's all it's telling us. It's telling us, Emunah. It's telling us believe. It's telling us there's a God out there. And that God is all ours, all ours. Don't let anybody fool you. We are Beni Bechori Be happy. Be happy. Don't be in denial. Be happy. You are Beni Bechori. You are the firstborn son of Hashem. Bechori Matem Hashem You are the firstborn to God, God Almighty. Now, I didn't say that. Hashem said that. Now, now, Remember the firstborn, and, and, and Hashem loves us. And to be reformed. Some of them, or part of them, it will cause them to become happier Jews. And that's what we're concentrating on, happy Jews. Because we have to know that there's somebody watching, that somebody loves us like crazy. Somebody that's our Father in Heaven. Now, in our parasha, we have to know, Hashem is 
talking to us always through the Parashat HaShavuah. That's where we are now. Hashem's talking to us. Hashem wrote the Torah. So he wrote the Parashat HaShavuah. What is, what's happening there, when it says, Vayom So, so, so that's how the way a, a Jew lives. He lives with the Parashat Shavuah, and we're trying to gain and understand what Hashem is talking about, and what He's thinking about. Hashem is, 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 is sharing His thoughts with us. And you got to think about that. Hashem is sharing it. Why should He share anything with us? He's sharing His privy, His thoughts to us Jewish people, especially. Anybody can open the Torah, of course. Now, now, but, but to understand. Without Torah Sheba Peh, you know, the Goyim don't have Torah Sheba Peh. They don't have Mishnayot, Gemara, they don't have, uh, have uh, Midrashim, uh, Zohar, all the Torah Sheba Peh that we have. Otherwise, it's not blank, like a blank piece of paper. You're not going to get that much out of it. You get something out of it, but uh, the complete uh, truth. You can't get, you get half the story, maybe 10% of the story, actually. So, so we have Because Hashem doesn't say it's not important. Mind. Do you hear what I just said now? I'll say it again. We're building a Mishkan in our minds. That your mind is your nation. That's where it is. That's, where's your, where's your Nishama reside in your mind? You got to be very careful what you put in your mind because you put that in your Nishama. Your Nishama, that's the peace of God. Whatever you put in your mind, any thought you're putting in your mind, you're putting it inside your neshama. The hard drive of your is your neshama. You cannot get rid of it forever. Because you can't get rid of that thought forever. You can cover it, you can good thoughts in front of it, all the thoughts. Is thought as a, as like like a good deed. It's a, you, you, you want when you try to go do a good thing. It's a, a Jew. It's as if he did it. It's as if because you have that will, that rason. It's as if he did it. If you ma'akev, it's as if he did it. Kiinu asa'a. Kiinu. Is it exactly it like doing it, or as if you did it? I, I I can't answer that question, but certainly it's like it's like you did it. So now, now, Hashem says in the surah See, I want you to see, I want you to notice. Karati Beshen Besarel Ben Rodim and Kulam at Yehuda. And what did he do? Hashem said, I want to call on this man over here, this holy man, Besarel, to build the Mishkan. And what am I going to do? I'm going to fill him with the Ruach Haim, the breath of life. That's like, you know, by uh, Adam HaRishon, Hashem blew into him the breath of life. Breath of life. He's going to fill him with the breath of life. It must be, no, it goes further. Chayim. Bechokmah, bebinah, ubedat. Oh, Hashem says, I'm going to give him an extra boost. I'm going to give him a boost of chokmah, wisdom. Binah, la'avin davar, metok davar. Be able to have understanding, to, to derive one thing from the next. And da'at. Bina also has a very uh, clear understanding. And that means he's incorporating that understanding into his genes, into himself. 
not like uh, Aristotle, for example, the Havdil, where he was a genius and he understood and he had that, he had Bina, he had that, he had that. Sorry, he had he had Chokhmah and Bina, but he didn't have that. He didn't incorporate that understanding into himself. He still was a degenerate. Even with all that genius that he had, he was still degenerate because he was subject to his will, whims, subject to his his Yetzer uh, Hara. And that's what he did. And there are a lot of people like that, most of the people like that. So we have to know that our objective is when we learn Torah, is to gain the knowledge and to gain the understanding, the Bina, then gain the Da'at, to make sure that you incorporate it, you let it become part of yourself. That reminds me of a story. One time I was learning about Yerobam ben Evat and uh, Achitofel and Shimi ben Gera. So Masechet Avodah Zarah, or Sanhedrin, I think it was. It says over there that these were great men, very great men. His knowledge of Torah was perfect. Perfect. No blemish. He knew everything, backwards and forwards, forwards and backwards, he knew everything. And, and... And you had uh, uh, Achitofel. Achitofel, they used to ask him, how, what a genius, they used to ask him questions before they asked the Urim Betumin, before they asked the, uh, the holy breastplate of the Kohen Gadol, they'd ask Achitofel, what should we do? And he'd give him the right answer on the money, Achitofel. And then they had uh, Shivim Engera, he was the head of the uh, Bedin, or the head of Sanhedrin. Same thing, he was the head, big, big, he was the head rabbi, chief rabbi. And what happened to all these three guys? Well, Yerban ben Evat, he put up uh, Abu Dazara in, uh, in, in the land. He put Abu Dazara. He went crazy, the guy. And you had um, Achitofel, he uh, tried, he, he was plotting to kill King David. He wanted to be the king himself. That went wild. And you had Shimi ben wow, what did he do? He cursed the king. He threw dirt on King David. Could you imagine? He threw dirt on King David. In fact, and the other officers of King David, they wanted to slit his throat. He said, let's kill him. He's a moreb b'malchut. He's rebelling against the king. He deserves to die. So the question is asked. When I learned that, I was very upset. And I, was, I actually was, I was, I was uh, close to tears. Because I said to myself, I said, if these great men, these were the greatest men, if, and, and all these men, excuse me, all these men, the Gemara says they lost their Olam Baba. The greatest men, they lost their Olam Baba. So I said to myself, if these great men, with all of their greatness, lost their Olam Baba, I said, how am I going to gain my Olam Baba? How am I going to do it? If they didn't do it, they lost it, how can I hope to gain it? That was my question. So I went to the big rabbi, Rabbi Miller, and I asked him that question. So he told me, don't worry, don't worry. All you have, you have to know that these people, he gave me the answer actually, which I found out later, was Rabbi Yisrael Salanta's answer, that their knowledge was in their head. And it's a long way from your head to your heart. It was in their, just in their minds. It wasn't in their, in their, in their, in their guts, in their kishkis. So they would just have intellectual knowledge. They didn't have what you call sensory, they didn't have perception, it was intellectual. So, so they didn't live it. They just learned it without living it. So the rabbi said, look, 
you, when you learn anything, just make sure when you're learning it, say you, you have a, you hope to do it. That's all. If you hope to do it, you won't fall into this trap. This was the answer of the Ravid Now, now, these people, this man here, Betzal and also his, his helper, Haliyah ben Achisamach, what did they do? They Hashem put all these things into them, special, Chokhmah ben Abadat, in order to build the Mishkan, which is a holy edifice that's going to bring down the Shekhinah. Unbelievable thing that Hashem is going to put a Shekhinah inside this box over here, inside this house, inside the Mishkan. So it had to be built with precision. Uh, you know, there's ideas in there that uh, wave up my head, uh, mystical ideas, how these sockets that were done, and how these, how these, uh, all these uh, 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 vessels were done. It wasn't a simple, it, wasn't a, it was a very intricate and pre- precise uh, uh, edifice and building arrangement that was done. Hashem himself, if you think about it, you read these, you read these parashiyot, and how precise these items are with the hooks and the bars and the metals and the things and the, all the things that are going on over here and the, and the dimensions so precise you know, and, and then you, you think about it, that God, the creator of the world, Hashem Elokeinu, spent his mind, so to speak on this precision to write it in his Torah how to build the Mishkan it's an unbelievable thing we have, and we have the, the blueprint of the Mishkan and it's possible, I believe, there's been, uh, I think we saw it in Israel one time, there have been uh, models of the Mishkan that followed the, uh, the, the instruction uh, was given in the Torah. I'm sure there are, there are such models. I believe I saw it many years ago. So, so I have to think about that. These, these are, this is not a simple thing. Simple. It's not a, a rectus set over here. They might be making a rectus set. They're making a, a, a building, a Beit HaMikdash, that Hashem's spirit's going to reside in there. And why? Shachanti betuchan. And Hashem is making himself small because he wants to show the Jewish people how much he loves us and that I'm dwelling among the Jewish people, in the midst of the Jewish people. Shachanti betuchan. I'm going to make ourselves small just to tell you that message that I'm with you no matter what. In, in, in good and in hard times, I am with the Jewish people, and you'll never be destroyed. And just look back in history, and you'll see how many times we were close. We're coming into Purim now. Purim, he had Haman HaRashai, Machshemo. He had all the Jewish people in one empire. Mechodu Ad Kush. In one empire, the Persian Empire, all the Jews resided in the Persian Empire. Very dangerous. Hashem promised it's not going to happen again, and it didn't happen again. We have Jews that are dispersed all over the world. But in that time, they were all controlled by Pharasumadai, Ahashverosh. And Ahashverosh appointed this Haman to be his right hand man. It was from Amalai. And Haman was a was you know great Jew hater, hated Jews. Why he hated Jews, what he hated Jews, what he hated about them, I don't know. He had the kavod issue, they, 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 they impinged on his, the Jews impinged on his honor, Mordechai, uh, you know, ended up, uh, he rode the horse, Haman had to build the horse, all these kinds of things. But the, at the end of the day, it was all Hashem orchestrating everything. You have to know that throughout history. 
Hashem orchestrates the Jew haters to hate the Jews. Not because the Jews did anything to antagonize the Jew hater. Hashem did these Jews did something to antagonize God. And I thought that I think about that for a while. Throughout history, when other things happen, not that we antagonize the Jew haters. We antagonize God and he caused these Goyim to hate the Jews. That's the truth. Okay. So over here, Haman had a chance. He had a wall in his grip. And Baruch Hashem, as we know from the Purim story, he was not successful. And not only that, he hung on the tree. Now that's a happiness. That's That's a big simcha. Don't get it wrong. It's a big simcha. When our enemies are hanging on the tree, when the Arabs blow themselves up, when when uh, when, when other people, other Rishayim that are trying to kill us are not successful, and they get it at the end, whether they get it in this world or they get it in the next world, and they get it in this world is good because you can see it. Because if they don't get it in this world, people lose hope sometimes. They say, hey, what do I do? You know, I thought God runs the world. How could he let them get away with it? So that's what's going on. That's part of the happiness that we're talking about. But we're going back to Bezalel, and he's building the Mishkan, and he says over here, to think thoughts. Right? And we have the word to think is a big big word. We have it in the uh, in the Chadudi, Shemu Elkabet, right? Sof Maaseh Bachal Machshava Techila. The end deed starts with a originally starts with a good with a thought. So you have to know that when you have certain you have good thoughts, you're going to have good deeds. If you have uh, deeds that aren't so hot, you have to know it started with a bad thought. So thoughts are everything. Machshava Nimshechet Achad Adibur. The Chavod of what tells you a big principle. The machshava, your thoughts, they're drawn after your speech. Your speech is a chitzoniyut, it's an outward action. That's drawn after your speech. So how careful we gotta be with our speech. You have to have clean speech, you have to have the correct speech, you know, speech. All that speech is gonna affect what you're thinking. So if you find yourself thinking not so hot, you have to know most probably you also spoke not so hot. Because it's drawn after your speech. The Ramchal, Rabbeinu Moshe Chaim Lusato, the Mesilai Sharim, he says it in a little different manner. He says, classic, Your outward actions, that bestirs your inward feelings. So how do you want to affect, how do you want to become better inside? By doing good things outside. That's the key. That's a very big key. How do you want to be better? How do you want to become better? By doing doing good things outside better, not just by thinking better, 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 I'm thinking inside, I'm better, better, but I'm a bum outside. No. Become a good guy outside, you become a good guy inside. Now that is a very tremendous psychology, so we should think about that. So we, when we go do acts of chesed, tzedakah, where we, do, we, we go visit people, give them, make them cheer them up, that's outward actions. When we do those outward actions, that's going to cause us to become a tzaddik inside. Because you can't get to your inside just like that with a crowbar. Some people say, well, I'm a good Jew inside. I'm a good inside, I'm a, you know, I'm a, uh, I don't have to do the outward actions. I'm a good Jew, I'm inside, I'm a good Jew. How'd you get inside? The only way you can get inside is with outward actions. You cannot get inside of you, inside your head, inside your neshama, inside your character, by just thinking you're a good guy. You have to act like a good guy. Even if you're not a good guy, 
You got to fool yourself. That's called the artificial man. Be an artificial man. Artificial means act good, act kind, act friendly, act loving, act in all the good traits that you aren't. You're not, you're not, you're, you're, you're phony. Some guys going to say, well, I'm not going to act like that. I'm a, I'm a truthful guy. I'm not a hypocrite. No, you're not a hypocrite, you're a dope. <laughs> you're, a hypocrite. you're supposed to be a hypocrite in this world. That's the idea. It's actually, in the, I always forget, it's in the Siddur. We say it in the, mor- in the morning prayers. It's in the Siddur that, that you should, that the person should act on the outside, not like his insides. Act like his outsides, then it will affect your insides. Be a hypocrite. Tell your mother today that you love her today. Tell, tell your mother. Go ahead. Yeah. When's the last time you did that? Go tell your father how much you appreciate everything he did for you. How he, even, even he taught you how to ride a bicycle when he left that bicycle at the end of the bike. Remember he taught you that time? You were riding the bicycle. He was holding the back. Then he let the bike go. And all of a sudden you were going on your own. He taught you how to ride the bike. And he taught you how to hold the sample case. He taught you how to do a lot of things. Did you tell him thank you? Go ahead today. Now you're a 50-year-old, 60-year-old, 45 years old. Come, Dad, you know, I never told you thank you. I want to tell you so much how much I appreciate what you did for me. That's, then you'll become to love him even more. When you do an outside action, you'll become, you affect your inside feelings. Now, in order to, to perfect and improve our thoughts, uh, our interiority is pertinent. Hazal tell us to work on the outward action, like I told you already. Say every day. Uh, so what's an action? Outward action. Example. Say every day, I love all Jews. That's an outward action. Now, you don't got to tell anybody that. Say it to yourself. I love all Jews. Oh, what's that going to be? I love my father and mother, my sisters and brothers, and the whole family. I love learning Torah Tashem. Say it. I love doing his mitzvot. These are all outward actions, external actions. They're words. Do it. Do it for a day, for a week, for a month. Do it for the rest of your life. And you'll find that it works. It's automatic that it works. If Rabbeinu Bachya in Bikuda says from 1,000 years ago that it works, you can, bet, you can bet all your money on it that it works. He's 1,000 years ago. What do you think? He was a big, giant... Rishon, of course it works. This is Torah psychology. You say it, say it, it'll start to affect you. I love my wife, Torah. I love all these things. I love my fellow Jews. And you'll, you'll come up with a long list of things, and you'll start to affect your insides. You'll start to change inside. You'll start to actually feel this way. Not going to say, oh, of course I feel that way. You tell somebody, me? Of course I, I know, that's, that's silly. Say these things, that's a silly thing to do. I feel that way. You, you suspect me that I don't say, that I don't feel that way? As a guy tells you like that, you know? He suggests these things. Do you suspect me that I don't love Jews? Do you suspect me that I don't love my mother? You, you're suspecting me. Of course, no, I'm suspecting. But if you do things like this, this shows that you mean business, that you want to do it even better. You don't suspect anybody, but this is an easy way to improve. This is a Torah way to improve. Now, now, you have to know, it's important to know that we are, who are we? We are our minds. That's who we are. This is, this is our essence, our minds. King Solomon tells us in Mishleh, we call Mishma Shemol Libecha. 
You should, from any, the, most, the thing that you have to guard the most is your mind. They call Mishmar as a fortress. The most, the biggest fortress you have to build is around the edifice of your mind. So, so boy, because all of your, all of your life, all of your chayim, all of the results of your life are going to come from your mind. Now, now, we have to know that uh, the Kuzari, Rabbi Yudha Levi, that he's shown, he, he writes that whatever a person puts in his mind, he cannot remove. The thoughts are engraved on the hard drive of his computer mind. It cannot be erased. Right? Rabbi Yudha used to give the following, the mashal, a beautiful mashal. He'd say, like they said, there's a, there's a fellow, and he contracted uh, for, from a guy in Italy, an artisan, a beautiful mahogany table. And... It took him a couple of years to make it. Finally, the day came, and the artisan came, he was going to deliver the table, he delivered the table to Jack's house. And Jack was very happy, he made a nice Shabbaton in his house, and uh, they, they put it on the pots on the table, and what happens? One of the pots fell out of the person's hand and makes a gash in the table. Put a gash in the table. Jack felt terrible. He, he waited a couple of years for this table to be uh, made for him special. Using it for Shabbat. Now, he calls the artisan back to his house all the way from Italy. He goes, he goes, Jack, I can sand it down, but you're always going to see a little nick in this table. There's nothing I can do about it. You're going, to, you're going to see it. And that's our minds. If you put something bad in your mind, you're going to always see a little nick in that mind, in that mind. Make Teshubah, do all that stuff, and you should. But completely erase it, you can't do that. But what you can do is make what's going to be positive now. The guy told him, you, you can put beautiful tablecloths over that nick. Beautiful tablecloths over that nick in your mind. Beautiful mitzvot, ma'asim tovim, limut Torah, over that nick. And maybe, just maybe, when you go upstairs, they won't notice the nick. They won't notice that gash in your mind because you've covered it with so many good things. And Rambam would tell you, you have to learn more Torah, you push it to the back of your mind. Another, another outward action that's uh, a very important uh, strategy to do and easy to do, and this was a fav- one of the favorites of Rabbi Vigdan Miller, was to give blessings to people, give berachot. Again, they're not hearing it. You're, you're, you're working on yourself over here. So when you pass Jewish people, you give them blessings. You see another Jew pass by or a Jewish home or a yeshiva, you say to yourself, may Hashem shine all his berachot on these precious Jewish brothers and sisters for long life, good health, good children, a lot of money, the ability to learn properly. Give them berachot. Unless you're doing an action, will cause you to love them even more. This is a strategy, is an atom bomb with exponential positive results. And it costs nothing. Very easy to do. And it makes us more liable to do it because it's easy. That's the famous uh, Gemara. You have a uh, white string and a colored string. It's a, 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 so... The white string, it's easy, it's cheap and easier, so to make that tzitzit uh, with the white string is you're more liable. And the easier mitzvot, we're more liable, it's more incumbent upon us to do these easy mitzvot, right? If you're going to give uh, a dollar to tzedakah box, it's easy. You're going to give 
a hundred dollars, maybe it's more difficult. So at least you should give the dollar. The easy mitzvot are more more incumbent on us. More, uh, we're more liable to do those easy mitzvot because it's easy to do. Now, now, now we're talking about blessing Jews. First of all, it's easy to do. What are you getting out of it? You're doing a mitzvah asem in Torah, positive mitzvah of the Torah. To love your fellow Jew like you love yourself. This positive mitzvah is no less than putting on tefillin. No less than any positive mitzvah. They don't tell you what the reward is for the positive mitzvah. So they also, mitzvah, asem in Torah, they don't tell you which one is heavier than the other. Over here, it's a positive mitzvah. Certainly this is, uh, says Rabbi Akiva. So maybe from that statement, we may, we may say, or we could say that this is a heavier positive mitzvah. Because it, it's kolel, kolel, kolel mitzvot. Kolel mitzvot shabel adam mechavero. To say, to say, I love my fellow Jew. Number two, you're emulating Hashem, who is ohebet amo Yisrael. Hashem loves the Jewish people. So when you say and work on yourself to love Jews, you are copying Hashem that He loves the Jewish people. And we said today a thought about, you know, emulating Hashem, which a lot of people don't, uh, maybe they don't know it, or will, will reinforce it, is... The first of the Aseret de Berot, right? What is Hashem looking from us? What does He want? What's the Mitzvah over here? So some could say, I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. I'm the one. I created the world. You have to believe in Hashem. Not only believe in Hashem, believe in Hashem that took us out of Egypt. You have to have Akaratato for Hashem. Okay, but the first word, Anochi. Why Anochi? To be Ani. Anochi, Rabbi Miller is explaining, you have to be like me. You have to think like me. So the mitzvah of Anochi, Hashem, Anochi, means be like Hashem. Think like Hashem. And how do you be like Hashem over here? Well, Hashem loves the Jewish people, and you're loving the Jewish people, you're acting like Hashem. That's a tremendous idea. Just by thinking, or thinking with your mind, or saying it with your mouth, that these Jewish people should all be blessed with one life, with health, with the vechuda, and I love, I love my Jewish nation. These, these ideas, these thoughts, these words will, will transform you, transform you. You will see after time, and you'll tell it over to your children and your grandchildren. You tell them where you heard it from. By Big Miller, there aren't too many other people saying things like this. I mean, uh, in the last uh, 34 years. I haven't heard anybody else say this. And he used to say it in shul. He said, let's say one, two, three, everybody together. I love you, Hashem. So things like that. So also, when you say you love, you're blessing Jews, you're demonstrating that you are working to improve, to make teshubah, which is the purpose of life. A big purpose of life is to la'asot, to make something out of yourself, to improve. So when you do things like this, you're showing yourself, and you're showing Hashem that it's worth it that He put you in this world. It's worth it that he keep you in this world. Because you are a good customer. You're working on yourself to improve. And when you do something like this, when you give berachah to the Jew, you see him walk across the street. See that lady walk across the street with the six children hanging onto the ca- carriage? Usually a Jewish lady. Maybe she has a kerchief on her head. Or maybe she has a head covered. Or whatever. But you see, you can notice she's in the Jewish neighborhood, she's Jewish, whatever. And they say, may Hashem bless that lady and her children for long life and good health. Wow. That's a fantastic thing. You are now receiving an extra added attraction. You're getting 
you're receiving a beracha from Hashem himself. You don't have to go all the way to Israel. You don't have to go to the big chacham in Israel, the tzaddik, the mekubal, the hasid, to get his beracha. Not a bad idea. It's a good idea to do that too. But you, isn't the best beracha you can get is from Hashem himself. And Hashem is telling you, Vavaracha mevarechecha, mukalelcha aor. Told Abraham Avinu, whoever blesses you, Abraham, I'm going to bless him. So when we bless the Zera Abraham, we bless the, the children of Abraham, we bless Jews, Hashem is blessing you on your back. Now that is unbelievable thing. That is great. So you need every, who doesn't need blessings? Go past the yeshiva, past any yeshiva you like, any yeshiva where we're, that, 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 we have plenty of them in Brooklyn. And say, Hashem, please bless all the people in the yeshiva, all the rabbis. They should be blessed. They should have a good life. They should raise good children, good health. They should remain in good health. They should, they should keep them well. Whatever you want to say, this is a benefit, all kinds of benefits. You're acting like Hashem. You're doing a positive mitzvah, the Torah, the and you're getting berachot on your back. Now we're working on the Hashom HaChashavot, and there are endless amount of Torah thoughts we can put in our minds. The whole Torah, the thoughts of Hashem. And what about stratagems of Shilomar Melech and that of the Tanaim, including Pekei Avot, and also the rest, including the Chobot HaLevavot, and all the other ones. So let's think. Let's think. First thought. The first thought in the Torah. First thought Hashem wants us to think is, Bereshi, Bara, Elohim, Et HaShamayim, Et HaAretz. First thought, Hashem put it first. So when you walk in the street, you think that thought, you're thinking Hashem, that's what he's thinking. And what does he mean by that? So Ramallah breaks it down to two fundamental principles. Bereshit, Bara, Elohim. Firstly, there's an Elohim in the world. There's a God in the world. Not only there's a God in the world, and He created the world, he created Yesh Me'ayin, and he's running the world. That's a, that, these, are, these are ideas that we can't go another step without these ideas. There's God in the world, and he created but he created the world. There's no evolution, no Big Bang Theory, forget about that. And he runs the world, and he runs it, he runs it, He's running it with kindness and kindness. That's that's a thought, big thought. Now, let me turn the pages here to just uh, oh, we'll talk about the Shabbat. Al Parash talks a lot about the Shabbat. Shabbat is Oti Benibin Hashem. Shabbat is a, sig- a, sig- a signet ring. It's a testimony between Hashem and Jewish people. You know, if a boy keeps the Shabbat, Chayav Mita. Why is that? Why is Chayav Mita? But a boy wants to keep the Shabbat. He says, I want to, I want to be like you. I want to be like Ike. I keep Shabbat. One time, the Goy called up uh, Rabbi Miller. He goes, you know, I, wanna, I like what you're doing, you Jews. I want to get close. I wanna, I'm, I'm starting to keep the Shabbat. The, the Rabbi told, please, just open up the light and close it. You want to get closer? Don't, don't keep the Shabbat. Open up your, your lamp light and close it. So you're not keeping the Shabbat. Because for Goy, it's dangerous for him to keep the Shabbat until he becomes Jewish. Because he's stealing our Shabbat. He can't steal it. It's a testament. It's a testament between Hashem and His people, His children. It's a great thought bestowed upon us. Rashi tells us like this, quoting Rashi. Listen to Rashi. Rashi says like this, Shabbat is a great sign, Ot Gedola. Great sign that I, Hashem, has chosen you, Israel. Shabbat is the sign that Hashem chose the Bnei Israel. 
keep quoting Rashi, and that I have bestowed upon you my day of rest. Rest for your rest. Now we have to know that Hashem doesn't work, it doesn't rest. Ah, so I'm not explaining now what is rest. He doesn't rest or he works. So so there's a contradiction here. Hashem makes it, Hashem is confusing us. He doesn't you can't say if you shame Hashem rests or he works, you're you a pikolos. God doesn't do that. But Hashem himself said by Yishbot, by Yom that I rested. So it means he ceased from creating. That's what he means when he says rested. He stopped from creating on Shabbat. Now, why would he say such a thing? Why does Hashem want to say that, that word rest? Because in order that when we rest on Shabbat, yesterday we had Shabbat Kodesh, we rest on Shabbat, we stop from working, it's resting. We go to shul, we take a little nap on Shabbat, we learn some more Torah on Shabbat. We are resting, we're walking in the ways and emulating that Hashem rested. So when you take that nap on Shabbat, before you completely go into Never Never Land, you can say, I'm taking this nap to emulate Hashem who rested on Shabbat. Big thing. We see even our parashah, they building the Mishkan, that the Shabbat is the holiest day of the year, and we have it every week, and the Mishkan could not be built on Shabbat. And you get a death penalty for Shabbat, for desecrating Shabbat. The last idea on Shabbat, like this, listen to this idea on Shabbat, I heard from, from Rabbi Demilon, about Shabbat. As great as the Shabbat is, as we said, you cannot build Mishkan and Shabbat. Now, let's say, hypothetically, if the Beit HaMikdash was on fire, Hasbe Shalom, and it was a Shabbat, right? Ah, Shabbat. Beit HaMikdash, the Mishkan. You cannot put out the fire on Shabbat. You cannot put it out. It's the Mishkan, Beit HaMittash, Hashem's house. You can't put it out. You have to let it burn. But if they're inside that fire, inside the, there was one old man, old Jew, 199 years old. He has a, 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 a debilitating illness. He's, a, he's on a, a life support system. Basically, he's basically not, even, basically not even alive, but he's on life support. His heart's still beating, and he's functioning a little bit, he's able to eat through a feeding tube. Now, that fire is burning in the Beit HaMikdash. You can go ahead and put out, your hayav, you're obligated to go put out that fire and, and save that man. It means that the, that that incapacitated Jew is more holy, more chashuv than all the Beit HaMikdash with all, with, Rabbi would say, with a hundred Sefer Torahs in it. There's a hundred Sefer Torahs in that Beit HaMikdash. He can't put out the fire. But for one Jew, one Jew that's incapacitated even, that's 119, 119 years old, and, nine, and, and, and 364 days years old, you can put out the fire, Chayab. So it was one Jew is greater than the Shabbat, greater than all the Sefer Torah. Just remember who you are and enjoy the Kodesh Adar. Have a good day.
You didn't pay me for the allowance. Okay, no problem. Are you kidding me or what? No, because I... I, the, bro, I don't exactly No, no, I know, but I just... I was... I was prepared it on the second. I, got, I have another 30 minutes. You want to give me another 30 minutes? I'll give you another no, 30 no, minutes. No, no, yes, you have said it. No, I have no, I just... Ah.